Hello and welcome to Bite Size Irish Podcast. It's Mission Neil O'Shiel. Tasha Fost Che Greenwer and Shaw Mlatlia. It's still hot and sunny here in Dublin. Ach, Tami Vanford Bulchelin. September is here. And in this part of the world, that means one thing back to school. Sha Tanapashti Igdol Arash Erskull. Your own schedule might be changing too. Even for adults, a lot of classes tend to start in September. So if you've been thinking about knuckling down after a nice relaxing summer, this is the podcast for you. My colleagues Ben and Emma recently did a live Q&A session on the Bitesave Irish YouTube channel on this very topic, Back to School. But before we get to that, I'd like to mention a little special offer that might help you blow the cobwebs off your grammar books. At Bite Size Irish, you can learn at your own pace, whether you're just dipping your toes in or diving headlong into the practice and study. We're here to help, and we have just the membership for you. Use the code PODCAST to get 10% off monthly or annual membership at Bite Size Irish. There's no long-term contract, and we do have a 30-day money-back guarantee. All you need is to visit www bitesize.irish, click on memberships, choose the best membership deal for you, and don't forget to add the code PODCAST in the coupon field. Now, without further ado, Shoaid Ben Ogasema. Um, so Emma, we've had a few questions come in um, over the last week, so maybe we'll just um, take one of those to get us started. So Lynn, Lynn is a GROW member. Um, with bite size and uh, Lynn has this question for you Emma what do you recommend what excuse me there we go what do you recommend on those days when the best laid plans end up being a 10 minute window for study let's get you started yeah well um we all have those days I have them most days um there's a couple of things you can do I try to think of a couple of things that were achievable and realistic as well um that are really 10 minute jobs so I suppose the first thing you could do would be to depending on the time of day if it's in the morning if it's in the evening let's say it's in the evening for argument's sake now reflect on your day and try and just build one sentence to say you know what you did in that day or two sentences three sentences depending on how many minutes it takes you to write a sentence if you're a beginner it might take you a little bit longer you might manage to write a mini paragraph like almost like a little diary entry but try and think of the things that you did um that day and perhaps you might find yourself looking up words that you haven't yet used and I think it's good because it's relevant to what to you in your life I always say that you know you're you should be learning vocabulary especially when you're starting out or if you're you know a, a long time learner of any language you need to know how to express yourself and explain the things that you do yourself every day so that's one thing try and build a sentence or a little paragraph um or if you didn't do much that day maybe and you want to practice the future tense then you could write your plan for tomorrow same idea 
Um, the other thing you could do would be um, dates and numbers are always a thing for learners. I find anyway, my students here, numbers, you always have to come back to numbers. People are not confident, even in my monthly um, reading calls on Bite Size, my Glea Cugger Mugger, uh, if a number comes up in the reading, you'll find some people will skip over it or they'll kind of go, oh, they'll say it in English. And sometimes I'll leave them off. Sometimes I'll be mean and I'll make them say it out loud or I'll help them along the way. So you really can't get enough practice with that. So something like what date is it today? Today is the la 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 la. And that then gets you a bit of practice with telling the date and your month and even the year as well. Yeah, go V less if it hit three twenty twenty three. And if you did that every day, well, you at least have 30 times that you're learning the word for August or September. And then you get to learn the numbers from one to thirty or thirty-one. And if you do that every day, then, you know, you're drilling it into your head. Um, another idea then would be do the same thing, but with time, because then you could do that throughout the day. What time is it now? You know, it's one o'clock, it's quarter past one, 20 past one, 25 past. You have um, 24 hours to practice that and you could pick any time of day and then you could split your 10 minutes up into 10, 10 one minute um, exercises instead. So I think those are, you know, if you're really busy, uh, they're quite, it's quite handy one to do because you don't have to even have to write it down. You just have to have a little think about it and maybe write a note or two or look something up. And the last thing I thought of then, which would be for also on the go, would be the age-old flashcard, the good old flashcard that you, well, I made use out of them in my exams in school and I brought them around with me. Not that I use them very often, but in an ideal word, I would, world, I would have whipped them out where I had some time. So what you might do there is keep it somewhere to hand at home or even if you're out and about, in your bag, whatever way you work. And you could put words or phrases or whatever you want to focus on. You could have different bundles of different topics and pick one whenever you'd like. And English on one side, Irish on one side or whatever your language of choice is. And flip them around. So then you can go from Irish to English or English to Irish. So you can do the harder or the easier one. Yeah, it's often easier to read the Irish and go and translate into English. But maybe you will read the English and try and put it into the Irish. And again, you can do that physically by writing them out or using something like Quizlet where you create them um, on the computer and then you have them. So if you're more someone who likes to study on a laptop or a computer, even on your phone, you have that option. But if you like a good pen and paper, then you can do the same. And again, 10 minutes, it's like having a little card game um, and you could spend 10 minutes on your phone scrolling or you could do 10 minutes of flicking through your cards and as you learn and as you use them more and more you might find yourself taking out some of the easy ones that weren't once easy but now they're easy and you're confident that you know them so then you can keep adding to them as well and as I said maybe different topics if you'd like and then maybe a general phrase book or even if you want to do I don't know um proverbs or anything really colors you could the world is your oyster there with flashcards something that you'd like to focus on you can just put it up there so they're my ideas i don't know ben mm -hmm. or de la Guzza, if you have anything well it's in their on the practical so very good practical stuff um 
I suppose part of what we were talking about this evening as well is learning with young people. And um, so let's say in my own case, where I'm trying to teach Irish to my daughter, it's an extracurricular thing because we're in Portugal. She's no longer studying Irish at school. And what she said was, I learned Portuguese first. And when I've done that, I want to learn Irish. So she's done that fair play to her. And she wants to learn Irish so that when she goes home, she can understand what her uncles and her daddy's friends are talking about. So she's really, really motivated, really enthusiastic. I've never seen somebody so enthusiastic about learning the Irish language. But when she goes back to school and they have like at eight o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon day here in middle school, I know it's going to be difficult to fit it in. So what you're talking about with the flashcards and that sort of approach, I think would be a practical one for somebody who maybe speaks a bit of Irish but wants to pass it on to their children. So what I'm thinking I'll need to do is I'll just pick times of the day um, where we just speak Irish. So we might just speak Irish from the period where we get up to when we get into the car to go to school. Um, so breakfast time, getting dressed, getting ready. Another day we may just speak Irish in the car on the way. Another day if we go sometimes we do a bit of hurling or camogie after school we may just speak Irish for that part so in doing that she'll be learning new vocabulary she'll be learning new verbs and things like that um, and it's a simple enough thing for me to do but if your level of Irish is not that advanced then you can kind of preempt you can think about what you're going to need in that context maybe the day before and like the flashcards you can look it up so you'd be learning a bit yourself, but just to get prepared so that you know whatever it happens to be, some utensil that you'd be using in the morning or how to say put on the kettle, whatever it happens to be, and um, what the Irish for a roundabout is when you're on the way to school or whatever it happens to be. So that's the way that I will be um, approaching that with her. And yeah, it relates to what you're saying about um, using the flashcards and just learning the words for everyday things. Um, so, yeah be useful approach for kids just pick a time pick an activity um because i don't think you'll have the same success if you try and just apply it in a blanket way and i think that's too much for too much for anybody who doesn't need to use a language on a daily basis for communication pure and simply yeah okay so grammar so um I'll just take the next question. This is from Brian or Brian. And this one is, um, do you have any suggestions for people who would like to use Irish in person, but do not live in Ireland? So yeah, it depends on where you are um, really, uh, Brian or Brian. Um, now you could have a look on peg.ie and see if they have a listing for a conversation group where you live. There is, an address there. I had a look earlier and they didn't really have a lot. They have loads and loads in Ireland and maybe five or six in different places around the world. So what you may need to do is have a look on Facebook um, and different social media and see if you can find Irish language groups wherever it is that you happen to be. If you can, yeah, I suppose get in touch with people and see if there's a conversation group or a curricular co-raw um, going on. That's um, probably the best way. Um, and there are, there are a lot of them. And there's one down the road from me um, in Lisbon. Um, every, 
know, Monday night or something in a, in a bar in Lisbon. Um, then I suppose we're maybe stretching a little bit what you mean by in-person, but certainly here, like not everybody knows perhaps what Bite Size Irish is an online learning platform. We have three different types of membership and two of those um, give you the opportunity to practice conversation role play um, with fellow members at the same level um, as yourself for our Explore members. And that's available as a, a monthly session. Um, and the conversations are a little bit um, simpler than the ones for Grow. And then for Grow, um, it's a weekly session um, on Tuesdays. And that's an hour-long session, and it gives you not only the opportunity to practice scripted conversation, but there's a bit of time there as well to have some sort of off-script um, chat uh, as well uh, with fellow members. Um, and you also have tips on pronunciation of dialects, which is something that people always have questions on. Um, we explain the relevant grammar that's in the conversation scripts that we're doing. And of course, you get to practice with people at your own level and sometimes people slightly above and slightly below. You can learn from you can learn through teaching. And of course, you can always learn from people who have a, a little bit more Irish than yourself. Um, they're not the only live things that we have actually on Bite Size. Emma does Cugger Mugger as well for the Grow members, um, which is a, a reading session where people go and do you want to tell us how that works, Emma? Yeah, so once a month, usually on a Wednesday, the second last or the last Wednesday of the month, however it works out, um, I pick a reading piece. Nobody knows what it is. Uh, therefore, everyone that goes in blind, no one can prep and we do an hour of reading. So everybody in the group, if they wish, if you don't want to, they could just listen in. But most of the members would uh, like to read um, a paragraph from whatever reading it is. So it could be a little piece from the newspaper, it could be a part of a novel, it could be anything and anything, anything and everything I pick. Um, and then we go through a little bit of grammar, nothing too heavy. We go through the vocabulary questions can be asked and yeah it's all around quite quite good fun and the other thing then that's new enough to the platform is our dish kinda which is on a thursday night so you technically have two opportunities as a grow member per week to meet up with other members on a tuesday of course with ben on and bio and then dish kinda on a thursday every thursday is just for members so neither myself or ben or any of the other team members are there it's done uh, by the members themselves they choose topics and uh, have a chat it's very informal everybody's on different levels uh, you're encouraged to help each other and of course all the members on bite size are always very helpful and friendly and there's never any judgment as far as i've heard i've only heard good things of it um yeah and they actually i've the plan was just to leave you off and um talk as members but um there's been quite a good bit of feedback from it that uh, everyone has gotten involved and the fact that there's a topic picked in advance. So you can prep a couple of words or lines if you wanted to beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite nice. So you're not going into kind of a totally um, random chat for an hour and you don't know what's going to come up. At least there's some sort of um, direction and then you kind of see where the conversation takes you throughout the hour. Lovely stuff. So three opportunities there. 
And with the bite-sized Joe session as well, um, I do a video of the script, which you can watch and practice um, beforehand as well. So I say the lines at normal speed very slowly so you can catch all of the different sounds and then at normal speed again. Um, so that you have an opportunity to kind of get to the nitty gritty of it um, yourself in your own time and um, before you actually undertake the, the role play with your partners uh, on the actual live video session itself lovely great so yeah there was a similar question in there um from uh jared so jared i hope that covers your question as well jared was asking um about the need to have a conversation that can be a difficult thing to find uh, even parts of ireland at times never mind um, when you're abroad so um yeah, have a look, see what groups you can find um, in your locality, wherever it happens to be that you live in the world. And then, of course, um, there is the opportunity with Bite Size as well to practice regularly in a structured way. Okay. Anya, so, Kesht Iverdo and Sundich, Emma, this is from Hattie. And Hattie says, We learn English by learning the sound of each letter of the alphabet. What is the Irish alphabet and what is the sound of each letter? Well, uh, good question, Hattie. Grimaha, good, thank you. Um, well, the Irish alphabet is the same letters as you'd find in the Roman alphabet, your normal or your English alphabet, um, except minus a couple of letters. So you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H I L M N O P R S T U. Yeah, that's it. Not well. Yeah, eighteen yeah. letters. So a simpler way might be to say the ones you don't have. Yeah, <laughs> that's my second option. <laughs> so minus those ones there. Um, and of course, you have your five vowels, and those vowels can also have a sheen of father or an accent, so to say, on top of them. So ah would be aw, oh would be o, uh, oh would be oo, yeah, um, e and e and so on and so forth. Now, this is all fine when I'm just saying it like this, mm -hmm. but this isn't going to drill into your head at all. Um, the other thing is the consonants. It's fine to sound out the uh, letters of the alphabet, but I'm hesitant to do that because... The sound of a consonant um, is dictated by the vowel that's nearest to it. For example, lower and lower. It is a little sound in general, but there is a little difference there. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that there's, of course, um, combinations of vowels and consonants that go together. Um, so you might have the word um, mala and if you put a lenition or a shavu, the second one there on the ticker, you've mavala or mawala, depending on where you are. So knowing the sounds of letters is fine, but kind of you need to learn the combinations as well. So lenition can definitely or a shavu can affect the sound of a consonant like B or V as well. So the answer, the second part to that answer then would be to use some online resources. Now we have plenty of resources on um, bite size. 
we have our as a foundation member you might be interested in the the crash course the pronunciation crash course where there is lessons or modules or whatever you want to call it on um the different things so on the vowels on the consonants on the initial, so on and so forth if you are an explorer or a grow member you also have access to our crack irish pronunciation course which is goes into another bit of depth the other thing is um you can use the likes of fumina.ie which is a nice website that will give you the pronunciation in all three dialects now they don't just go through the um the alphabet there's plenty more sounds in there and of course if you are uh if you're familiar with the ipa or the international phonetic alphabet it's quite a nice website to use and but again isn't yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if if you're into it, it it works um but i would say even if you're not familiar with it you can still hear hear the sound they give you they give you examples of words as well you do it's not just fully in the ipa so you can look at the word and see the highlighted letter that they're focusing on and listen to the pronunciations um i would say don't get too bogged down about learning the alphabet um you'll find that it becomes quite familiar quite quickly and i know you think well of course it does, Emma. You can speak Irish. I guarantee you um, it does come quite quickly. I see with my students here um, in, in Germany have never seen Irish in their life. And within a couple of weeks, they're making their reading and they're making intelligent guesses um, or informed guesses on the, pronun the pronunciation of something. Um, so that would be my my part, Ben, in Rodella. Uh, nothing very important, just to say that we do have a couple of words with Z in them as well. Yes, so we have zoo, because um, if you used an S, you'd have zoo, and that'd be juice. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have zoom all, um, which is making something greater or smaller um, when focusing a camera. It's not when you're um, on Zoom um, having a meeting, let's say. So zoom all. There may be a few more, just, mm -hmm. just to say that. Um, yeah, but I think Emma has it covered there. And that kind of relates to the next question that we have here from Mancha. Um, so Mancha says, how do you figure out slender or broad consonants when flanked by contradicting indicator vowels? Examples, Stashun, Trenach, the N and that, Erfurt, the R and the F there, and Untrach. Uh, the T. So, um, uh, this one, Mancha, um, there aren't that many of them, is the first thing. Um, and um, where there are two consonants involved, a lot of the time, the second one isn't affected um, by the preceding vowel. So, where we have Erfurt, for instance, there, um, to me, the R is associated with the E and the F is associated with the O. Um, and even like if we were to take a word here like Uspidale, um, the S there is not going to be affected by the O on the other side of the P. We're not going to say Uspidale um, because of the I. Now, I do know people who say Uspidale. Um, but I don't think it's really because of the I. I think it's uh, 
I don't know why they do. There aren't that many of them, but some people do say Osh Patel, but those people also say it as though there's a father on the O um, as well. But for the most part, I think if we have two consonants, then um, generally the consonant is going to be affected by the vowel that's closest to us. Um, I've always been a little bit dubious about some of the notion of slender and broad consonants anyway, I must say. I mean, with R and S and T, it's quite clear. But with other letters like F, um, for me, it's, it's a function of the shape of the mouth that's required in order to make the vowel sound. And you're putting that like sound on the end of that vowel or before it and there's only really one way that you can do that and it, it there isn't really a it's more like a force than a sound um in in that context for me um you can't dispute it with a thing like an s like a double s or an sh sound um but um to answer your question um yeah there are other ways that we could look at this there's bite-sized irish pronunciation crash course of course um, and this course goes into a fair amount of the detail associated with um, the sounds of consonants, whether they be slender or broad. It doesn't consider so much where you have um, contradicting ones. Again, probably because it's not that common. Um, but um, certainly it covers um, in a fair bit of detail um, what you generally encounter. Um, and then if you really want to get into it, as Emma was saying, this Fumina.ie, where you can have a look at different sort of phonemes and different sounds, and you can look up different words. And then in terms of finding a systematic way of looking at it, there's a whole book on it called Fumina Nagelge by Brian O'Rahalig. Um, which is available from Unshubalauer there. There's no kind of quick answer to these questions. There are a lot of different sounds and it's fairly complicated. So it's not the sort of thing that you can explain in five minutes um, exhaustively, let's say, in great detail. But certainly we have our pronunciation course, which is available to explore and grow members. Um, there's another less comprehensive course that's available to our foundation levels, uh, level members as well, Crack Irish Pronunciation. Um, but I think Neil's done a good job on this one, also for more advanced um, study. And of course, there's the book as well. Um, do you have anything to add to that, Emma? No, no I don't at all. Okay. Oh, on, Martian. Okay, so... Keshtich and Sono Jen Emma. Um, can you recommend a dictionary? That's part one, this one. There's part two, but maybe take part one first. Mm -hmm. Well, um, an age old question, and I have the same answer, Jen, like I do for everyone, is the good old online dictionary of either Changlan.ie or folklore.ie or Hunk.ie, Askoilge. Changlan.ie is best if you are looking for, um, if you're typing in an Irish word uh, and you receive the English. And folklore is more suited if you're typing in an English word and you get it in the Irish. Now, that doesn't mean to say that's all they do. You can use them interchangeably as well, but I find it works best 
um, that way. But Chonglin has a little bit more with um, on Fuckler Bjog as well, which uh, gives you Irish to Irish, which gives you a nice um, variety of extra vocabulary and explanations as well. And you also have the links with uh, other dictionaries and you have the good old grammar wizard as well. So um, they're based off actual books. And if you actually go on to chonglin.ie or folklore.ie, you can see the dictionaries that they're based on, O'Donnell and all of those. And you can, of course, buy those in print as well. If you look on folklore.ie, you can see the newest English-Irish dictionary was released last year. I think it was last year already, was it? Or this year? I don't know. The time has run away on me. But either way, it's actually quite cheap. If you are if you are into a, you know, a physical dictionary, you want to be able to open it up and look through it and you know run your finger through and pick it out, um, then it's about 30 euro and that's available online. And the other ones as well are, if you have a look on Schuppelauer, the, the same um, website that uh, Ben had earlier on as well. But yeah, I think they're the best. I don't have any other um, special dictionary. They function perfectly. If you are looking for a pocket dictionary, then, you know, there's plenty on the market as well, or even the little school dictionaries. But, you know, they'll just give you one, a one worded answer, whereas Chonglin and Folklore, you'll be able to get a really in-depth um, explanation and lots and lots of context as well. Loads of sentences where they're used in context, different Especially if you're looking in English for a phrase, you know, you look up a phrase um, uh, for whatever, I don't know, that you might use in English, it can interpret that and give you the same. It's not going to be word for word. It's not going to do a Google Translate on it. It's going to give you the real phrase that would be used in Irish. Anna, um, and second part of the question is, again, I suppose this depends, depends on what it is you're doing, but uh, in your opinion, Emma, how often would be good to measure progress? Yeah, it depends what you're doing. I remember when I went abroad for my Erasmus way back when to Germany, um, the Erasmus program made you take an online German test wherever you were going I was going to Germany an online German test at the start and again after you finished an online German test to see how you progressed and when I did it the first time I got A2 quite low for someone who'd done it all through school and three years in university but we'll we'll leave that slide and I was so looking for I really worked hard on my Erasmus and um I was so looking forward to taking that exam to, to you know say I've gone up a level I did it again and I got a two I got the same I, I technically according to the online test did the same and I know I didn't so it can be kind of hard to do uh, something like that you know by taking a test or you know even a placement test online in Irish but if you I find um your progress shows itself sometimes and you weren't even expecting it so take for instance you might read something um this evening in irish and you might have found it quite difficult perhaps you didn't understand 80 percent of it um if you are working diligently and you're you know you're going and you're you're doing your practice and looking up words and blah de, blah de, blah going out uh, and about and trying to speak it or you know practicing online whatever you do you might come back in three months time and you might understand 10% more. So you might only misunderstand or not understand 70% of it. It could happen in six months. It depends on how often you're studying. Um, someone who's studying every day, maybe they could do a chuck up once a month. Someone who's studying 
once a week might not do a checkup for two months. It, I, I, I it's hard to 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 rank it, I suppose, or uh, to measure it. So my um, thing for you perhaps would be to pick a reading piece that you kind of find medium hard or try and write a piece that you found a little bit difficult, you know, level up a little bit and see and challenge yourself and um, see how you go with the reading. Come back to it then in a month's time, two months time, again, depending on how often you're studying Irish or any language and uh, see if you understand a little bit more. You might remember some of the words, you might not, that's okay. And again, use this piece until you can almost understand the whole lot. Same thing with listening, you could do the same. Um, you know, listen to a piece, pick a, pick a pick an online uh, listening piece or a video online that you find a little bit difficult. Come back to it in a little while and uh, see how you get on. So I, I, I don't think there's a rule for when you should be measuring your progress. I think you should be, I think it sometimes it crops up um, as a surprise. You might come across a word and say, oh, I know that word. I learned that last month. And then I find when you learn a new word, it pops up everywhere you go then. You keep hearing it and you keep reading it. It always happened to me with Irish and with German. Eventually, is in your brain, and then these little small, small wins you have for yourself, then to know that you are in, in fact improving. But there will be times where you feel like you're not improving, and that's all right. You're not the only one, and it's only when something kind of surprises you, um, and you think, "Oh, I did understand that," or "I understood more than I thought I would." There's your 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 progress is measured in that sense. Um, yes, thanks for that. Um, so we just have a question here that's come in uh, via YouTube, um, and no, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to pronounce that name. But we call you Brid for short. How about that? Um, I need to take a course on lenition and eclipses as well as the broad and slender consonants. So as we were saying, um, we have a course on pronunciation and um, that I alluded to earlier, but we also have a reference pack. Um, for bite-size um, Irish members as well on initial mutations. Um, so you find um, what you need um, on our course, initial mutations, the, the reference pack. I think that's available to both Grow members and Explore members, am I right, Emma? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So again, um, if you're interested in having a look at our memberships, you can find them um, there at bitesize.irish forward slash memberships um, and if you're interested in maybe just dipping your toe in to what we have available um, on our online uh, learning platform or doing a, a free course uh, with us initially or taking a quiz to see um, where it is you should start if you want to embark on a, a learning uh, journey in Irish with bite size, then you'll find um, links to all of those various different um, um, resources and memberships and all the rest of it there. And of course, if you want to keep up to date on what we're doing, you can sign up to our newsletter as well there. We do have a new course coming online soon, actually. Um, that's asking questions in Irish. That should be coming soon. And that's a good one, just getting to the um, looking at how to ask different types of questions in Irish, how to form questions. 
Nash Anias. So, um, Arisht Tofal Tarov, um, Vorgeshnach or Huin, and so, um, our YouTube, no, our Facebook. Um, you're welcome to send us your questions there on YouTube and on Facebook. And again, if you're watching this Q&A in the future and you have a question that's relevant to what we're talking about this evening, then you can pop that into the comments as well and we'll get back to you sooner or later. Okay. Um, another question here from Breed. Um, how vastly different is Old Irish from Modern Irish? Again, not something I know a lot about. Neil studied um, Old Irish. I'd say it's fairly different. different. It's yeah. quite different. Um, knowing Modern Irish does help, definitely. Um, but you don't need it if you just want to study Old Irish. You don't need Modern Irish. I had um, myself, I did a module in my bachelor and it was the main module was taught through Irish. But our tutorial once a week was with another a master's student who was actually only studying old Irish and didn't have any modern Irish, mm -hmm. which worked out fine for him. But for me, um, I had one class taught through Irish and one cl class taught through English and learning the two terms for everything, uh, prototonic, diatrotonic forms, this, that, and the other thing. Um, yeah, it was quite tough, but I do a little bit here with my students. I do an introduction. Um, of course, the sentence structure is verb subject object like modern Irish you'll see some words that are you'll understand why actually one that I found out you'll understand why the irregular verbs are irregular um and yeah it's it's a it's quite it's complex but it's it's quite mm. nice but it is very it is very different in my opinion presumably it's missing a lot of the long words from English and French and Latin yeah. in general and yeah 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 so it is it's it's quite different so learning old irish uh might not help you too much with your modern irish but having modern irish will help with your old irish well it could go either way but that's just my that's just my own humble opinion there you go lots of perennial questions there as you heard, a lot of these questions are dealt with in our online self-study courses, so don't forget to head to www.bitesize.irish, click on Memberships, add the code PODCAST in the coupon field to get 10% off a monthly or annual membership plan. One question that came up in the session, and it's not really covered in our courses, is Old Irish. As Ben alluded to, I myself studied Old Irish at university. so. We could maybe clear up a couple of confusing terms. Um, Old Irish is the Irish language that was spoken over a thousand years ago. So it's very, very different to modern Irish. And we don't say Old Irish if we're just talking about the Irish spoken a hundred years ago. Even then, there are a few differences. So you can imagine Old Irish over a thousand years ago uh, is very, very different. As Emma was saying, you could recognize a few words if you know modern Irish but you wouldn't just understand a whole text. And this means that it's really more of a specialist interest, people who are into mythology, history, and especially linguistics are the people who are studying it. So you do often get people who don't really speak modern Irish, but they're studying old Irish. And it's really not a prerequisite if you just want to learn modern Irish, like most of us 
to chat in Irish, to visit the Gaeltacht and so on. I suppose it's a bit like if we compared Latin to modern Italian or, or possibly ancient Greek to modern Greek. You know, very specialised academic subjects compared to the language you actually use day to day in the 21st century. So, that's all for today. Thanks again to Tsukamo for the theme music. We'll be back again with another podcast episode very soon. Salam lat. Mm-hmm.